today. I know. I'm just getting straight into it. The Patreon is coming soon. It's very close to being out there into the world. I'm loading a whole bunch of content on it for you. Podcast. Podcast strategy draft guide type of thing. I don't know what to call it. I've been trying to figure out different names. But it's a draft guide. That's podcast style. I'll have some of my podcasts with Derek Cardi and Rudy Gamble inserted into that. I will have a strategy section with Matt Modica, with Phil Dussault, Steve Weimer. There's going to be a whole bunch of things on it, but it's coming soon. It really is. And I wanted to give you a little brief insight and a brief peek into my mind about how I might work on a daily pod. So my goal right now is to create a 10-minute daily news pod, maybe 15 minutes, where I uncover some stuff that maybe just isn't being highlighted in the world. So um, it's going to be NFBC-centric. Obviously, we're going to be looking at players that people might be bidding on in the future or two-star pitchers two weeks ahead of time and how they're faring that day. But I'm basically going to try to uncover anything unusual I see or anything that even might be out there on Twitter or in the world or being covered by other analysts, and then I can... give my own actionable advice into it. But my main goal is to try to find stuff that is not really being highlighting and just giving it to you guys. So I plan on doing that five days a week and just being a morning pod where you turn on, it's 10 minutes of, you know, some odd bullpen usage of the previous day or a starting pitcher that you have your eyes on that kind of low owned in the NFBC that, you know, how he pitched, if it's a different pitch mix, um, All that fun stuff, all the stuff that we can use to turn into good fantasy advice. So I have been keeping notes, spring training notes, and I've been documenting them on my Patreon page. So when it does get up and running, you'll have daily notes from just stuff I'm catching in spring training. And again, this is stuff that's going to be maybe from a popular player. Maybe it's from a player you never heard of, but I'm going to try my best to just touch on things that might be important, they might not be important, right? But we just have to keep them on the surface of our brains. Whether if it's, hey, Rob, you know, it's too early to say that. Well, maybe it is. And in my head, maybe too, I know it's too early to be noting some of these things, but we just wanted to note them in general, right? So that's my goal. And I'm just going to give you a peek into what, again, this will be in note form right now for spring training. But during the season, it's just going to be podcast form. So if you are going to join the Patreon, I just wanted to give you a glimpse into what you might hear. And this is just for the news pods. This is just your morning pod that's going to be my podcast. My Patreon is going to have way more than that. Trust me. But this is something you'll get every day, regardless. Some of them will be free, but the bulk of the content will be behind the paywall. And I think it's going to be information that everyone can really use and help not only in NFBC leagues, but for daily leagues as well. So here's my best. I'm just going to go to a quick skim of my notes, tell you what I saw, how I feel. And it's just going to be a bullet point style. Like basically that's how my brain works. So I wrote it down in bullet points. It's going to say it like that. And then, then you can do what you need to do with it, right? So bringing you the information, maybe a little bit behind what I can see, and then you can determine how you can use it and how you want to use it. All right, there's a note for February 28th, spring training. Kyle Bradish, Velo up on his four seam, maxed out at 96.3, sat at 95.8. The Velo was also up on the slider curve and changeup. His slider was a lot tighter. He killed about five inches of drop and eight inches of horizontal break. 
although the only one slider landed in the zone. And the curveball, he also killed about five inches of drop and three inches of horizontal break. So basically, that's coincided with the velo bump. You throw faster, the ball travels less because of gravity and such. So faster pitch, less breaks. It's usually the deal with the change-ups and the breaking speed. So we're going to keep an eye on Bradish. Bradish right now is going in draft champions. He's going in the range of 341 in the last three weeks. This is... um. NFBC Draft Champions from February 10th through March 1st. So minimum pick of 241, ADP of 341. An online championship, 12 teams league. He's ADP is 326 and he'll cost you about a buck if you play in an auction league. So keep your eye on Kyle Bradish. Taryn Vavra of the Baltimore Orioles. He batted second in leadoff so far, playing left and third base. Sometimes spring training at bat means something when it's a specific volume for a specific player. And for this, I think because of the the amount of prospects and impactful players they might be able to bring up and play from the minor leagues, they want to see what Vav has got. And I think they're just giving him a chance to get some at bats, get comfortable, and see what he could do. And um, he could make a difference. You know, he could be a multi-eligible type of player. Um, We have Adam Frazier there who's already going to probably consume that kind of role, as well as Ramon Urias, and maybe even Jorge Mateo in the future. So keep your eye on Vavra. He is pretty cheap right now. I mean, he hasn't even been drafted in the last three weeks in draft champion. So that might be a good contrarian play if you can add a little Vavra to your team and might be able to give you multi-eligibility in a long season. Uh, Brendan Rodgers separated his shoulder. My good friend and awesome analyst Ryan Venancio Catch him on the In The Cut podcast with John Fish. He has a little reason to think that Coco Montes, Coco Montas, not particularly sure how to say his name, but um, second baseman. Last year in AAA, he went 20 home runs, 13 stolen bases with a 112 WRC+. So keep your eye on him. On the 26th, he hit a 1,400-foot home run in spring training. Will Benson stole his third base of the spring while playing center field. Chances that him making an opening day roster might improve by the day with Fado and Senzel likely to start the year in the IL. This guy is a physical freak. He runs like Hayes. Hopefully he won't hit like shit. Like Willie Mays Hayes in Major League. But right now in the last three weeks in draft champions, he's going off the board at average of 667. Minimum pick at 516. So might want to get some... Will Benson, he hasn't been picked in an online championship either. That's only a 12-team league. You're only rostering 350 players. But, you know, this made a situation where you take a stab on him. And if he doesn't make the team or he's not that good, you just cut him. Maybe take a round 30 stab on Will Benson. That might be interesting. Uh, Luis Ortiz of the Pirates, he was down 1.8 mile an hour on his four-seamer and 1.9 on a slider. Uh, the slider ended up getting, of course, five more inches of drop because he's throwing a slower. Um, David Bednar's Velo is still down 1.1 miles an hour on his four-seamer. We're going to keep an eye on Bednar. I mean, he's coming at a pretty decent cost right now for drafters, 101 ADP in the last three weeks of draft champions. Minimum of 78 in 12-team leagues. All my championship is going off the board at 112 on average. That's 19 drafts in the last three weeks. And if you're an auction player, it's going to cost you about 12 bucks. I think it's a little too rich for my liking. You know, you're still going to have a percentage of saves from a team, no matter if they're bad or not. So 
Bettner should get the most of him, but I'm just not really cons- convinced his back is going to be good throughout the whole season. We saw him suffer a little bit through it last year, but he's kind of in that range where everyone who missed on closers and don't want the next batch, he kind of gets taken in. I think that's what he's benefiting from in draft season. Let's look at Jose Berrios. You know, everyone has so many things to say about Jose Berrios, but he's had an interesting pitch plot. Um, if you take a look at his start, his sinker gained three inches of rise. He placed it really well both birth, um, versus both lefties and righties, in on the hands on both and elevated. If you look at the heat maps in 2021 versus 2022, which will be in on my Twitter page, at Hitter, I'm going to cl- include a Google Sheet link to my spring training notes. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to mimic what you'll see on my Patreon page when I write player up, players up or just give notes in general. You'll kind of... Um, a look into, you know, I'll take snapshots of what I'm talking about, pitch plots and the Savant feed, pitching breakdown, all that fun stuff. But if you do look at his heat maps in 2021 versus 2022 for the sinker and versus the spring training start that he had yesterday, in 2021, he ran the sinker in on righties and away from lefties. Um, and it was just a lot of it was inside off the plate. And I think it kind of made a sinker a little bit more effective. Last year, it kind of dropped a little more into the heart of the zone, and also was in the zone more. Um, Not really in on the hands, but a little more where batters can get extended on it. So I think if he gets back to the 2021 sinker, it could help him. And if you look at the pitching illustrator, if you go on the game feed of Baseball Avant from the start, and you just hit the illustrator button, I'm going to break it down by pitches or look at all his pitches. But you'll see that the sinker was really good, um... In on both sides of the plate. Um, so if you could locate it like that and might be, make, make it more effective. And even if it's not a big swing and whiff pitch, it could be a very good, you know, minimized contact type of pitch. So I would I would keep an eye on Berrios. I think that his cost right now, his ADP and draft champion the last three weeks is 231. He's going as high as 206. An online championship, it's 230. And in an auction league, he'll cost you about four bucks. You might want to take a stab on Berrios. He's on a good team. And you know that, you know, he's not going to be the guy that turns into Garrett Cole overnight. But he can be an, a good inning eater who could be effective for your team with the right blend of pitchers on your team. Also, Berrios threw only four four-seamers, but they gained four inches of ride. He had three swings and two whiffs on the four-seam. Um, so, very good whiff rate on that pitch. And also an overall 38% whiff rate. 36% CSW on all his pitches. Just a quick thing about the ride on the four-seam is, just so everyone knows when they're, because I've had to learn this, and I still have to program myself to understand it when I'm reading it, but if you're in the player breakdown on the game feed and you're looking at a pitcher and you're looking at their vertical break and horizontal break, but for the vertical break specifically, if there's a minus on that pitch, that means that the pitch is dropping more than it did previously. So for a changeup, Jose... Barrios' average last year was 34 inches of drop on the changeup, right? In the spring training start, he had 32 inches of drop. So he lost two inches of drop. It's dropping less in, into the zone. So uh, again, that's what happens with a velo bump of 0.9. It dropped less. But a minus next to a fastball is a good thing. So obviously, you know, it depends on the pitcher and the context of it. But when your off speed is dropping less, right, it's landing in the zone more. 
And sometimes that could be a bad thing. But with the fastball, if you see a minus four, like Jose Berrios, last year he averaged 17 inches of vertical break on his four-seamer. This year in the spring training start, it's 13, so it's a minus four. But that's actually good, right? Because the opposite of the change or a breaking pitch, we want to see that difference in the minus area because that means it's dropping, again, less down, right? So we always talk about the ride. You want to see it be a low number, that vertical attack angle. So his 13 inches is a four-inch difference from last year. So it's not dropping down four inches, right? It's staying high in that zone. And if you just go to those Illustrator tabs, you could see it. But it took me a while to learn it, and I just want to know, I just wanted to let anyone know who wasn't so sure of it, that minus four, the minus on a fastball, just means that it's, it has that more ride, like we like to call it. So it's creating that illusion that it's dropping less into the zone. So, again, sorry for that quick spiel. You won't hear that all the time, but maybe you had a question on how that was uh, determined or how to read it. So, um, yeah, so I figured I'd share that with you. But let's move on to Victor Vodnik on the Atlanta Braves. This guy sat 98 on a four-seamer, 99.7 max. Yeah, 38% whiff on the pitch, 39% CSW, and a 71% zone contact overall. So, hmm, possibly be an impact arm. He had a couple of saves down in the minors. Pretty wild in the minors, but looked pretty good. Hat tip to uh, Toby. Bat flip crazy for that one. Tyler Molly. Four-seamer up 0.9 miles an hour. The spin rate on the splitter and the four-seamer up 146 and 196 respectively. He had a 40% whiff rate on the four-seam and 60% zone contact on the pitch. So Tyler Molly's interesting. You know, he's not so far removed from 180 innings of 210 Ks. Um, supposedly he went to driveline, did a little work. Right now he'll cost you two bucks in an auction in a 12-team league. He'll be average 231. And a, 12, a 15 team league average 255 ADP. Bunch of Detroit pitchers. This is not specifically all from yesterday, but uh, Garrett Hill from a couple days ago, Bo Brisky saw big bumps in their velos on their pitches. And it was the same thing yesterday with Joey Wentz, who was 1.2 up on the four seamer, three miles an hour on the cutter, um, a mile and a half bump on the curve, and two and a half on the change. Uh, he also gained two inches of rise on the four seam. He killed also about four inches of run. So less left to right on the four seam, just straight up. That's a lot better. We want that. Six swings, no whiff. So we'll see what happens with that. But just keep an eye on this. This is interesting. Um, his cutter also gained four inches of ride. His own contact on the cutter was 67%. Overall, um, five whips on 36 pitches, so 29% whiff rate. But keep an eye on these Tigers. It's interesting. Big, big velo bump for Garrett Hill. From Bo Brisky, Alex Fado even was 0.7 up on the four seam with spin as well. So this is uh, very interesting. Keep an eye on it. Luis Garcia on the Astros, his velo was uh, only up about 0.8 on his four seam. He hit 95.9, which is no big deal for him. But what I just, um, the cutter was also up about 1.3. But I found it interesting, I don't know, just watching him pitch. And you know, he can't rock that BB anymore. I just was kind of thinking like physically, does it, are you just aligned to save more energy without doing that? Maybe he becomes a different kind of pitcher. I don't know. Um, obviously, again, 
spring training, take it for what you want. But he faced the like a legit Mets lineup. He faced almost the real team except for Brandon Nimmo was in there. And he did pretty well against them. But on the four-seamer, right, he had five swings, two whiffs, so a 40% whiff rate. Um, in 21-22, he, uh, he had his whiff rate on the four-seam was 16.4 and 18.2. So 40% yesterday is interesting. CSW on the four-seam is 64%. Very good, obviously. Um, last year was 28.6% on the four-seamer. So, um, but the zone contact, too, 60% yesterday as opposed to 86% on the four-seamer in the zone last year. So, I don't know. Maybe rocking a baby will help him going forward, but... Just keep your eyes on that. Kendall Graveman, the sinker was down a mile and a half. His four-seamer was down 2.3. The changeup was down 3.7. Slider was down 2.1. Um, got five swings on his pitches with no whiffs and 100% zone contact. 253 right now in the last three weeks in 15-teamers, draft and hold, draft champions, and 240 in OCs. And in an auction, it'll cost you 4 bucks. I'm going to pass on this. My 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 gut would be it's gonna go to Ronaldo Lopez or maybe just a mix of everyone. Um, you still got Joe Kelly, you got Jake Diekman who showed a big bump in velo as well, three and a three point six mile an hour on a slider, um, real tighter slider. But it just looked he he looked pretty good out there. Um, they have options, so I'm gonna pass on Graveman I think this year in general. But just some notes on his velo again. It's early in spring training, but just things to watch out for. Um, Zach Davies, new pitch alert, new pitch alert, four-seamer, interesting, he threw two innings yesterday, two walks, three Ks versus the real Chicago White, line, Chicago White Sox lineup, um, yeah, again, doesn't throw four-seamers, he threw nine yesterday, maxed out at 92, sat 90 and a half, I got two swings, no whiffs, but he had four call strikes, so that helped him with a 44% CSW, and a Got hit in the zone with it, 100% zone contact, but um, the velo up was up on the changeup as well, 1.8 and 1.1 on the sinker, and the sinker also dropped two inches lower into the zone, and it gained about four inches of horizontal break, which and it ran more into the hands of right-handers, opposed, it's opposite of what he did in 2022, um, and he also faced one lefty and did not throw a sinker to the lefty, so... Again, on the heat map, if you look at his 2022 heat map versus right-handed batters, you'll see the sinker working away, off the plate, opposite. Um, so if you're the batter, it's going to be away, off the plate there. Um, but last year, last yesterday in his start for sinkers, um, he threw it all in. He threw up and in and low and inside. So he was trying to work the inside of the zone more for against right-handers as opposed to going away and using his curveball um, as an away pitch against right-handers. But his fastball, um, his four-seamer plot too, if you look at his start from yesterday, if you look at the illustrator, he pumped them all high in the zone. Just very interesting. Um, again, I think we all know who Zach Davies is, but again, he's... A dollar pitcher in, in, in an auction league, but he's only been auctioned once. Um, may have been last night. Um, who knows? Um, 685 ADP in draft champions and not going in 12 teams, of course. But just something to keep your eye on. If, if, if It could be interesting. I know they have a lot of hype over there. There's a lot of good guys. Brandon Fott and Dre Jameson and Ryan Nelson. Um, but Bumgarner is supposedly on his way out, ineffectiveness, or who knows. But 
Um, this is this is interesting. This is one of those things I'm going to keep my eye on. Trevor Rogers of the Marlins, his four-seamer sat 94.8, max 95.7, gained an inch of ride on the fastball. Um, eight swings, three whiffs, five court, five call strikes, 44% CSW, and his own contact of 63%. So I like that for the four-seamer. We that's the pitch we need to see him get better at. You know, um, he only threw one slider, and I think because it's such a good pitch already. I think he needs to work on that fastball. So I'd like to see that. I'd like to see him working on the four-seamer. The changeup was awesome. Seven swings, four whiffs, 57% whiff rate, 42% CSW. That's, that's who he is. So I'm rooting for Trevor Rogers to get back into Trevor Rogers' form. 254 in ADPs in the last three weeks. 241 in, in, in online championship, 12-teamers, and two bucks in an auction league. And last, we're going to end it with Dax Fulton on the Miami Marlins. James Anderson and Prospects Live have him ever. 2024 ETA, but he had an interesting little profile here. His four seamer sat 91.5, max 95, so nothing, nothing great. But the zone contact on it was 67%. Got 11 swings and four whiffs for 36% whiff rate. Overall, he got 17 wh- swings in general and five whiffs. Um, I like it. Uh, 29% whiff rate, zone contact 63%. He's an interesting young player. He was highlighted by my good friend Zach Waxman on a recent um, draft draft champion podcast, and um, interesting little spec here. But I just wanted to bring note to him his his box caught my eye. So again, um, quick little bullet point of what I'm seeing. Hopefully it helps you. Hopefully it can have some actionable use for you. But this is something that to expect in my podcast that will be behind the paywall that will be behind the Patreon. I'm going to do, like again, just to reiterate, a daily news pod that basically will, you know, go through things like this. Random shit. <laughs> yeah, random shit. But, you know, nothing is trivial. Like they say, everything means something. So with that being said, don't be a bag of shit. Fucking be happy. Get out there and enjoy life. Hug someone, right? Don't be so fucking miserable all the time, right? Just just put some fucking music on that you like and dance. Dance in the kitchen by yourself. Just let it out, you know? You don't have to be such a miserable all the time, like my mom says. So, thank you, everyone. Hope you enjoyed this, and I hope you come support the, the Patreon adventure this year. I will keep you posted. It's going to be up in soon. Very, very soon. All right.